turned to me as if to say Hurry boy, it's waiting there for you What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 43 of The Locker Room. We've got an awesome interview today with Jack Settleman and Abe Granoff from Snapback Sports and the Snapback Sports Podcast. Pretty crazy Halloween weekend, I imagine, for a lot of people, unless you know everyone's COVID-friendly, plus also the election going on, but we don't talk about politics. But Cappy, how was your Halloween weekend? What'd you do? It was good. Uh, Mama Duke's birthday is actually on Halloween, 31st. Gotta love Happy birthday, birthday, Randy. Yep, a little uh, belated to Randoids, but... Yeah, it's, it was good. Like I, uh, I told you, I previously had a Halloween party. I don't know. Like a lot of people did like early Halloween parties this year because the whole COVID thing and shit like that. So I had like a little Halloween Getty early in the week. So I really didn't do too much. The thirty first, just just vibe, chilled with Randy, hand out some candy to the children. It was kind of like uh, pretty funny. Like the whole COVID situation. Like my mom's like routine. She's got to hand out candy to everybody. Like that she has to. So are there like, people trick or treating by you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there were. Surprisingly, there was a lot of people, but like we did it very well. He put like a table out with like candy and like individual bags, and I was stuffing mm-hmm. these bags. I stuffed them so fat. I was like, <laughs> like my parents, like, oh, that's a little too much. It's too much candy. Stuff too fat. I'm like, mom, if I was a kid and I came to this house for Halloween and I saw these bags, I would be so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was good. What'd you do? I saw you had a pretty crazy night. Well, I was just, I asked about the trick or treating thing. My dad like sent a picture to our family group chat. Like, not one kid came to our house. It was like, he was like sad. Really? Like, not damn. one. Yeah, well, not I, one. I guess New York's a little different, but you do live in Long Island. You, like, where you where are you like where are you at in Long Island? Are you in like a neighborhood or is it just like, Yeah, like, we're in uh, like a, a neighborhood, yeah. But I guess like there was no one really out yeah. trick-or-treating. It happened. I guess that's where you were, but I mean I saw you had a pretty crazy night. I mean, I guess you were a bystander, I guess I could say they were pretty crazy night, but your outfit was pretty on point too, I must say. I didn't I didn't have an outfit, so and like my friends were sending me Snapchats of them like in kind of intense costumes. So I was like, fuck, I gotta make up for it somehow. So I just like threw like Bob's like girlfriend, whatever it was, or whatever she is, I I think they're like official, but threw makeup <laughs> on my face. So I looked like kind of goth emo, like a blink one eighty two, like that kind yeah. of vibe. Like I hit my dad. And uh like as she's putting on the makeup, like the Nelk boys walk into his house. So I'm just like shaking their hand like hey i'm johnny looking like i had a fucking spider tattoo on my neck and and no one else was in like halloween spirit so they must have thought that i like look like that you know (laughs) so i was like fuck i just like met the nut boys and i look like i I, you know i i don't even know i i look like todd from wedding crashers (laughs) yeah dude it was so fun i mean so so for the people listening you were um the nut boys were there because bob was they were doing an interview with them right for yeah um, for the zap Zap. podcast which is pretty sick, but <laughs> I can only imagine you dressed up and everybody just walked in like the nug was probably like, Oh, Bob, you made this fucker dress up yeah. on purpose for a joke. Huh? It's like, um, what's like a pledge. Where they bring the idiot- well, no, no, it's like the movie where they bring what's the uh, uh, dinner for schmucks where they bring the idiot. To dinner. Oh, yeah, that's yo, that, that literally could have been, you know, I was, I was Barry. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, love, so- I love that movie. Um, besides that, though, uh, the Giants played another fucking, we'll get into it, but. Yeah, another crazy game. Just squeaked out a loss against Tampa Bay. Um, speaking of that, I kind of want to get into the Oy Vey, though right away because Let's that's my Oy Vey. How will I classify this as? My Oy Vey is just going to be um, the Giants season in general as a whole right now. <laughs> are you a Giant? You're not a Giants fan, are you? Yeah, I am. Oh, you you also went to the Dolphins game. How was that? 
did. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Dolphins game was sick. You know what I found out too after the game that I'm so pissed. Guess who's at the game? Jack. Kenny Albert. And oh, and Jack. Jack was there too. Oh, well, and oh. Kenny and Ruthie and Harry Freed. Yeah. So what the fuck Ricardo, are you doing? You gotta be on your phone. You gotta meet all these people. I know. I was having a good time. I had a few. I had a few drinks. I mean, we were. You know, we were enjoying ourselves. But I didn't see till I didn't see. Um, Kenny was there till after. I saw his Instagram story or Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, that would have been great to see them too. But um, back to the oil. So Dolphins game was phenomenal. Dolphins. <laughs> Alvin's played great. I bet them they were plus three and a half. They ended up winning the game. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tua looked like shit though. Dolphins. That whole game was super sloppy. Dolphins like. defense looked great. That they, they looked the best I've ever seen them. But back to the Giants and my Oyve. Dude, I have it written down here. But the Giants are one in five right now. Wait, one in six after the last game. Um, they have lost three games or four games, possibly three, yeah, four games by three points or less. Daniel Jones, I love DJ, but and I thought that throw at the end of the game was great. But then the two point conversion, uh, pass interference, or whatever, you underthrew him again. That's like the, he's had multiple opportunities like that to like solidify, like, okay, he's legit and he's kind of come up short and it's pissing me the fuck off. On top of that, the Giants somehow still have a chance to make the playoffs. Because the conference is just so shit, but yeah, dude, I'm I'm pretty frustrated. My boy Chris, who's a, a bigger Giants fan than I am, um, was was frustrated as well. But the Giants were plus thirteen and a half against Tampa Bay, so hit on that as well. So successful in that case. But uh, did you uh, did you see Jake Asman's rant about Daniel Jones? I did. Yeah, he went. He went off. He went off. Oh, you didn't see it, or you did? Oh, no, no, I did. I did. I did. I did. Yeah, oh, Jake I went, went off. off. That's why I, I didn't want to. That's, that's why I said this before. I didn't want to get into DJ that much. Jake, uh, yeah. Jake put it very well. But Jake's Jake's funny in, in some of the shit he does though with the Jets. I can't even take him seriously. He's adorable. I love his rants. He's he's the cutest guy. He really he's is. a clown. But shout yeah. out to Jake Asman. Yeah, shout out Jake. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the season. But yeah, that's definitely my Oyve. What do you got? I don't really have like a story or anything. But me and Reed, my friend Reed back here, good old friend Reed, uh, we were watching some like comedy special. I don't even know what it's called. Do you know what it's called? No, it's on the history. Of- yeah, it was like the history of comedians, like some kind of stand-up special. But like we were kind of half asleep, but we heard this like one joke. I don't even know who said it, but it's like I don't know. We we felt like so relatable to it. So this guy, don't know his name, he says like, if you really think about it in life, like nothing's really that good unless you had sex or had dessert. Like <laughs> like, so his example was like, oh Justin, like how was your hike? It was good, not great, nothing special. I didn't come or have cake, so. How good could it have been? <laughs> like we were just like we were just fucking die, man. I don't know why. I, I like like literally for five minutes. I think we were cracking up. Yeah, I, I could not stop laughing. I was like, didn't come rough cake. So how good could it have been? You know, I was like thinking about like anytime someone asked me like, oh, how was the beach? It was good. Yeah. Nothing, nothing special, huh? Especially hikes. Especially hikes. Yeah. How how? People were like, I had the best time on a hike. Fuck you. We walked in in trend, plants. I hope I hope the mic picks that up. But Reed's he's making his <laughs> podcast debut. It did. It did pick. It did pick it up a little bit. That's that. That's pretty funny. So, wait, was the show? Was the rest of the show good, or was it just that line? You were just like, all right, that's it. No, that was awesome. It was like just like how all these comedians got started, like how they prepare, how they write. Like it was a very cool, oh, like documentary cool. kind of thing. Like Sebastian Maniscalco, Bill Burr, Jim Gaffigan. Love Sebastian. Um, yeah, all these guys. It was it was really cool. This one guy, like we didn't even know who he was, but that was like the funniest no, thing that, that I've it, heard in a long time. It's actually funny. You can just like say that. It's just like a line you could say. Like somebody could say like. 
Yeah, like how was the game tonight? Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it sucked. Come didn't have cake. Yeah, it <laughs> like be. That's literally gonna be my. I'm gonna say that all the time now. And so that's I was, sad. I was crying. But um, but, that's all I got. <laughs> but but for the listeners who aren't interested in come or cake, I gotta talk to you about one. Then of our don't sponsors. don't listen to anything because if you're interested in come or cake, you, what what are you doing? Sorry, I didn't know you were going into an ad read there. <laughs> if, so if you're not interested in come or cake. You got to try one of our sponsors, Bagel Master. Next best Unbelievable thing. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. They have cake. Easily, easily the next best thing. They got cake. They got pastries. They got cold cuts. Don't know if they have come. I doubt they have come. <laughs> but they, got, they got everything you need. If you don't know, you got to know. At the Bagel Master on Instagram, social media. Follow them on Facebook. We got a locker room sandwich. There's no cake in the locker room sandwich, but it's fucking unbelievable. Or come. Um, but, <laughs> all right. Enough of this. You're just, yeah, Laz is just, Laz just so excited right now. Yeah. Um, oh, so funny. I'm sorry. But honestly, keep the keep, keep the hype up. Let's get excited. Let's honestly kick it over to the interview right now. Uh, Jack and Abe, you guys are going to love this one. Just like talking to family over here. Enjoy it. Let's do it. These guys grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, in Baltimore, Maryland, and were bar mitzvahed at the Safatel and he- Baltimore Hebrew. Sorry, I can't read. They went to sleepaway camp together at Camp Greenland and have been co-hosting one of the most compelling sports culture podcasts in the game called Snapback Sports Podcast. We're thrilled to finally have these two handsome Jewish boys on. Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, Abe Granoff and Jack Settleman. What's up, fellas? Good to have you. What up? Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Quite the intro. Before we do get into anything, though, I got to clear the elephant in the room. Miami Heat, Eastern Conference champs, told you guys like three months ago, I want a formal apology. Yeah, we definitely owe you an apology, but (laughs) it'll come at the expense of you can't sit here and tell me if there wasn't a bubble, Miami Heat would have won the Eastern Conference. That's all I'll say. I don't know, man. That's all I'll say. The Bucs. Okay. That's a bold bold statement, but I feel like you you do never know. You, I guess the bubble may have maybe brought everybody together. Yeah, so and, Asterix bubble. All right, I'm going with the that. Heat no. were, the Heat were dominant at home all year, though. They were. They were. But playoffs are a new beast, in my opinion. I agree. That's the Jimmy Butler we coffee. Owe, we owe, owe Laz an apology. Or I do, because I commented that he was drinking at 2 o'clock on a Thursday. <laughs> Which could still have been accurate. Which could have been true. Probably was. <laughs> Well, let me ask you guys this, because I feel you guys need a little redemption. Why don't we just, like, make another bet right now and say, fuck it. We got the Dodgers and, and Rays game going on, I feel like, in about 10 minutes or so. I feel, I know Maxie's riding with the Dodgers tonight. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Who do you guys got? Jack's got the Dodgers. I, me and Fandle have a, have a head-to-head bet on I have the Rays right now. So uh, I, I just want to see uh, some. I, I have the Dodgers see. series, which I took before the postseason. <clears throat> Uh, but Abe thinks that the Dodgers are punting this game tonight, and they're just setting up for Game Seven. They are. It's it's. And it's, I think, yeah, no, you're not wrong. But I agree. that that made you bet on them, wager on them. Um, last right. time we live made a bet on the pod, though, I came out victorious. So I think the Dodgers could win by five tonight, or the Rays could win. Uh, I I guess I kind of agree with that because they have Bueller pitching Game Seven. Just doesn't and make if, any sense to me. And if they really wanted to close it on six, they just move them up to game six. But what I said earlier, 
there are, like you said, may, I don't think they're punting it, but like there are basically the Dodgers trying to think of the right word here. Are, <laughs> Someone help them. <laughs> In my opinion, they, they took no a butterflies. Page, they took a page out of Bill O'Brien's playbook. They're not playing to win. They're playing just not to lose right now. And like, I don't get it. You have your ace on three days rest, granted, Walker Bueller. And you, he could easily throw it. If he can throw tomorrow night, he can throw tonight. I don't need that. 24 hours isn't doing it. That's not true. That what is you, so What do you mean? You're telling me pitchers don't. You've seen so many times that everyone waits. They don't throw people after two days because the third day makes a difference. And the Today's third day the fourth makes day. That's Today's my point. Today's the fourth day. And that's my point. When he's on as much rest as possible. That all I didn't even play baseball, and you play baseball, and you know how much the then, 24 hours makes a difference. Do you think the Rays pitch Snell game seven if they're up 3-2? Or do you think they pitch him game six? Because the Dodgers are definitely pitching Bueller pitching, game six if they're down 3-2. Tonight's six. They're pitching Snell tonight. And then I'm saying if it was, oh, it was reversed. Oh, oh, if, the Rays, if the Rays were up 3-2. Well, they have. They could have thrown Morton tonight maybe on short rest, but I think they have the two aces, and the, the luxury is that the Rays didn't go with their ace in game five, whereas Kershaw pitched. So they both have their two top aces, and I think that it, it would have been the same thing with the Rays. Snell would have won tonight, and then I think you trust Charlie Morton in a game seven, which everyone wants to see a game seven between right. Walker Bueller and Morton. That's what we want. Well, this episode oh, comes out in a week, and it's going to be very funny to see all these predictions. Oh, <laughs> so the Rays won in seven. Yes, the Rays yeah. won in seven, so we'll see about yeah. that. Yeah. I can't I'm, even. I'm, I'm 100% with you. I think our boy Rich Hollenberg is going to be buzzing in the booth up there, getting the boys just fired up. I think the Rays are taking this one, and I think they finish it in seven. But I feel like you guys honestly argue like your brothers. Like, <laughs> let me get, let's get like back into it. Like, how do you how do you guys meet in the first place? And, like, how this whole podcast become well, a when we were nine, Jack shit his pants at camp. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. News. No, it's not. Shot directly into the dry deck, okay? <laughs> There's nothing in my pants, so. You shot on the floor, and I was like, that's my boy. That's, yeah. that's my guy. You gotta watch out for that kid. That's my guy. <laughs> what, was it from Sleepaway Camp? Yeah, we were in the same bunk when we were nine years old on till whatever. So that's where we met, and we were just closer, me, him, and two of our other friends more than i guess you could say like clicky in a sense but that's where it comes from jack i need to hear your funniest story about abe and then abe i need to hear your funny story about jack my funniest story are we talking in camp or just in general we're talking jewish grandma podcast appropriate oh uh, grandmothers listen to this okay <laughs> um, you're kidding because we were just talking about shit earlier you shitting your pants earlier and peeing your pants yeah. my funniest story about abe I don't know. He's, well, he used to be really fat, and that's why we loved him. And he used to be, like, permanently funny. And then he started co-hosting a podcast. It kind of got to his head. And then um, he's kind of lost the humor, in my opinion. Jack says that, but he's the one who chose me to co-host the podcast. <laughs> I didn't go to him and be like, yo, this podcast, this is us. He was like, yo, why don't we try and host a podcast? I was like, you sure about that? And then... Here we are, but that was just the one time Jack actually shit his pants. He actually did it very. <laughs> he actually did it. He actually did it recently when we were together making a uh, a vlog for the Eagles Cowboys game, and we were walking back to my apartment in Philly, and uh, we didn't get there quick enough. Jack, I feel for you. I shit my pants this Thursday playing tennis. <laughs> I saw that tweet. Yeah. No, I, I feel have... like it's way more common than. Yeah, no, uh, I did it a year and a half ago. It. I did yeah. a year and a half ago on my apartment lobby floor, so. I'm going to send you guys the picture right now. 
because I didn't want to post it. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't, uh, don't, don't no, do that no, no. to them. They deserve to see it. As I say, do you have a locker locker room OnlyFans that you could post it on? We should make one. Make that. <laughs> I want a live reaction of what they're about to see. <laughs> I mean, it's always going to be gross. Oh, like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm trying no. to figure out. Oh, so you actually just, like, pooped in your pants. <laughs> like, a big, like a big poop, not a cute one. When he threw out his, his shorts, his wallet was in there, so he went dumpster diving after to get his wallet. It's a yeah. shitty situation. <laughs> what happened to Rosarina? Did the game start? Oh, he hit a home run. All right, well, there you go. All right. I didn't realize the game started. In the first... I was going to take run first, then I, damn it. Boys, um, while we're continuing on this path, um, out of the two of you, who do you think had the better bar mitzvah? I didn't go I to Jack's. Yeah, I don't think we attended each other's. Did I go to yours? I don't think so. Um, it was like the whole thing with Philly, Baltimore, Jewish mothers don't want to drive. You know that thing. No, um, I feel like it was less that. It was more – It was so we're 13 – I was actually 12, but – that's like we're only three years into camp, so how good of friends are you really? And like since we're in different cities, it's not like my friends were, you know, like you always had to leave the open weekend with your yeah. friends and that was coordinated, but it wasn't coordinated city to city. So I actually think it was like one of my best friends from home uh landed on that weekend of Abe's and probably vice versa. But um yeah. I, I had think. to guess mine. <laughs> I don't really have what any was reason. your theme? Uh I didn't have a theme. No, you lost right there. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, what is all right, the first theme of all, it's not even close. Two things. One, Jack's road trip. Each table was like a different city or team, oh. which is whatever. But the, which is definitely whatever. What's the word? <laughs> not the giveaway. The um, like the the gift. Giveaway. Giveaway is right. What do you mean the giveaway? Like oh, the sweatshirts at the yeah. end and shit. Uh, Under Armour shorts. So that uh, kind of takes the case. All right, yeah, Jack's got me. I gave, I gave away some shit. Oh, and I had Cold Stone, and I had Cold Stone, make your own bar. I had, like, make your own, forget it, Jack won. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back at it, I should have just ordered, like, Chinese takeouts on my bar mitzvah, and everybody would have been happy. Right? Like, it's exactly. that easy. I don't need to give away these, like, shitty cotton Gildan sweatshirts. <laughs> yeah. I do want to congratulate both you guys, though. 500 million views, pretty fucking impressive. Hopefully we'll get there soon. But can you tell us? I know you did briefly um, how you guys started and stuff like that. But basically how you got off the ground and, like, what was that moment where you guys were like, all right, like, fuck, we're doing something right here. Well, it's really just Jack. So, Jack, go ahead. (laughs) So, my senior year at Texas, I started the Snap channel, uh, Snapback Sports. Posted, I was um, posting, like, memes and highlights, (laughs) but then – you know, three hours from Dallas, Houston, hour and a half from San Antonio, home for Ravens games during breaks in New York, visiting my girlfriend, go to Knicks games. Um, so I had a bunch of content. And then about, I would say, 18 months in, I realized, like, all of this content, all that I'm worth is tied to Snapchat. Like, if Snapchat disappears tomorrow, my page disappears, or someone Xs me on a rights violation, uh, all of that is gone. So I wanted to start creating kind of my own content. So I was like, maybe I'll start a podcast. And I reach out to this doofus of a guy who ends up setting up our podcast. And we act, I don't know if Abe even knows, but there were, there were tryouts for podcast co-hosts. 
Really? The other guy who actually I like him a lot. He just didn't have. He, he wasn't built for the podcast. We really. should. Uh, we should. I don't even remember what it is, but yeah. So Jack asked me to like record this one episode. Just give it a try and send it to this. Probably awful. Send it yeah. to this no name. We should release that episode. Is what we should do. Yeah, if I could find that footage, I think that would be hilarious. But so then the podcast kind of started. We obviously like the first 22 episodes we recorded, Abe had an audio issue, like without fail. And it wasn't even like on him fully. It was just like we just had an audio issue. And 2022 20, is generous. Yeah, it was Zencaster. <laughs> you guys were using Zencaster, right? Yeah, we were yeah. using Zencaster. It That's was we did. I think it was a shitty microphone. It, Dude, it was it was a battle twice a week, every single yeah. time. Like we had it to, was brutal. we took, we almost canceled the podcast. <laughs> it was just, and then we figured it out, and we were like, "Don't move anything." And then at like episode sixty, like random issues came back, but we're pretty good now. Um, so we actually recorded one. The audio was messed up, which was like Abe saying Fred Van Vliet will be Finals MVP, which never hit the air, which ended up being not as bad as it sounds. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And then our first episode was middle of the finals. We talked finals. It was also my first guarantee on the pod, which was that the Knicks would acquire Anthony Davis, Zion, and Kevin Durant, which if Kevin Durant never tears his Achilles, maybe things are different. Uh, and then within the first month, um, I really just was using my Snap audience to, to kind of Fuck with the algorithm and drive a t- – I figured out quickly that if you hit reviews and subs- and subscribes in a very short, specific amount of time, you'll move up the charts quickly. And so we just gave away a bunch of stuff, Raptors, championship gear, some AirPods. Uh, all they had to do was leave a review and then follow us on Instagram and DM us the review. We shot up the charts. It was kind of a joke. And then, like, Saturday night at 1 in the morning, Abe and I were FaceTiming. Like, we, we were, like – fucking around because we passed Woj and then Stephen A. Smith and then Barstool and then we got to one and it was like all right I feel like we just got here way too quickly we got back to forts some point just because using the same techniques it doesn't actually mean you're the best or most listened to podcast don't tell anyone that but it is a great marketing tool because if you can send an email to an athlete or an agency and say hey they're number one on the charts they're not going to ask questions about how or why you got there. So uh, that kind of led to COVID was like obviously the worst thing ever, but it taught athletes how to use Zoom. It gave them a ton of free time. We kind of went on a crazy run of getting guests, uh, and, now, and now we're here. So I'm curious, like <laughs> when you guys started this podcast, you were obviously doing it in person. So what was that first? Impact? No, we've 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 done we've done one one episode in person. Yeah, and it's bad luck. no, we've we done we've done no, we've done two. We did we did Derek and we did so we did our Super Bowl preview in person, which that was our first episode because I was visiting Jack in New York in person in yeah. person. And there's footage which we posted on our story the other day because like some kid made a TikTok of it randomly. Uh, that was the day Kobe died, and we have, like, our live reaction on our pod where you can watch, and it's literally, like, the most chill-worthy video, like, I've ever seen. Like, it still gives me chills. We did that in person, and then we did an interview with uh, Derek White of the Spurs in person. But other than that, we've we've been doing it from two separate locations the entire time. You guys were very in sync on the, on the Kobe news, actually. It was, it was like... For sad news, it was kind of funny how in sync you guys were. Dude, and then and then I looked at Jack. Laughing, I had like a nervous. It was like a yeah, it was a nervous. Like I looked at Jack and just like smiled, and I was like, (laughs) always gonna be smiling. 
But I want to yeah, when you, I want to ask. No. You, we talked a lot about shitting your pants. But your guys' first interview with, like, let's say someone you've idolized. What was that like feeling like for you guys? Who was the first? The first? No. Yeah, the first one was Nate. Nate was driving. Nate he was Burl. great. Nate Burleson. Yeah, Nate Burleson. Mm-hmm. He talked a lot, which was amazing. Like, right. and he was all over. He was all, yeah. He like through his phone. Whatever. He was like commentating his trip home and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. But the first legit one that we were like, wow, was Eckler, and we like, it's so funny because we went through the craziest <laughs> run of guests, but we quickly forgot like our first couple guests were like. Are they actually going to show up? Like we would, we would go back and forth scheduling times. It would fall through and it's just like never felt like we were going to really like get a, a guest or a big guest. So then Eckler came on the week after the Kobe thing and you know, we talked to him about that and he was nice as could be. Um, we've like DM'd back and forth with him since then. And then we talked to like some random ones like Ike Taylor. He didn't really give us the time of day. Um, but it's funny, like we've now talked to probably 30 plus guys and you can count on one hand how many like not good ones. Like we really like everyone who comes on, they really are respectful of our time and they're excited to be there for the most part. And then once COVID hit, we just went on a really fun run. Abe's definite favorite, I know, is Jay Williams. Like he's Easy. obsessed with the man. Easy. Jay Williams was like, because every time we have a guest or whatever, I always write before him because we want to, you want to be respectful of their time. Where it's like, how much time do you have? And it's always the usual uh, 20, 30 minutes. Who, who was it that was like, uh, I got, I got DJ 10, Moore, oh, DJ Moore, DJ Moore, like, on, DJ Moore on the Panthers was like, all right, I got 10 minutes. All right, all right we'll introduce you, ask you how you are and send you on your way. <laughs> um, so, but Jay Williams just like, like was on the phone with us for over an hour. It was just like, I'm here to shoot the shit with you guys. It was like, yeah. it was genuine back and forth conversation, like calling us by our first names. And these are guys that like, like you see them on all over the television screen and these athletes in the field, like when they're calling you by your first name, I think that's the coolest thing about hosting this podcast is it's kind of humanized athletes to me or in the sense where I grew up and I thought these guys were actual superheroes. But when you get on the phone with them and like Jack and I's thing is like we'll have a, an NBA player, an NFL player on there, but we'll talk about the NBA or the NFL for five, 10 minutes. And then it's just like, like, who are you? Who are, who is, Jay Williams, who is CJ McCollum, the person? And like, we try to relate to them on a, on a, a non-sports level. Just like, what do they like to do off the court and stuff like that? So just having like genuine conversations with these athletes, I think has been the coolest part for me. Well, I'm a big Duke fan and I, I fucking love Jay Will. So, <laughs> Jay, Jay Will, yeah. I'm, I was talking to his assistant today about trying to get him back on this week. Jay Williams, I, I call, I, Make jokes to Jack. He doesn't listen to this podcast, does he? I don't know. Unless he's secretly oh, Jewish. Well, Jay, I call Jay my mom. I actually call him my mom. I, I Jay Williams just, first off, he was a big fan of Ben and Joel. He shit on the Knicks. Like, everything aligned. The stars aligned in our Jay Williams interview. I uh, I knew Maxie went from six to midnight over there when you said Jay Williams. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, actually, so I went to the ACC tourney at the Barclays Center. Right. And they were doing like the ESPN thing, like right, right above the court. And I realized him and like, I'm like 22 at the time, like way too old to be yelling <laughs> his name like this. And there I am yelling his name. And like two of like the bodyguards came over and said, dude, you got to get the hell out of here and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, well, that, that's, that's like the six year old Max coming out of me right there. But I, 
I know you guys love doing rankings on your show, so we're going to bring rankings into ours today. Putting you on the spot here, give us each your top three Jewish athletes of all time. Oh. <laughs> Jewish athletes. Who's the, who's the play? Oh, um, Max Fried. I was in a debate with one of my buddies. He was like, he was like, you know, Max Fried's like obviously Jewish. I was like, I mean, once you say it, yeah, that would make, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. But I never, it never like clicked for me. Well, cause you didn't have, the, you didn't have the. Oh well, number one is probably if we're counting it, Amari Stoudemire. Of course. But you just Wikipedia this, Abe. I saw you pick your. No, I'm actually on Bleacher Report. But uh, <laughs> the first one that came to my head actually when you said that is uh, Sean Green, the old uh, Mets player. Mets, Don- the outfielder. Yeah. Just because I have like this, I have like this very vivid memory of like a Jewish holiday dinner, like the Mets were in a big game in September or something, and it was a huge story that he wasn't playing during Yom Kippur or something, which, <laughs> I mean, he's not eating, so, like, I wouldn't want to play either. Um, wow, Sue Bird is Jewish? Yeah, I was waiting for one of you guys to say that. I didn't say that. my hometown. I mean, look, we're Aces fans, and, and they kind of own us, so we we're not Aces huge fans. Sue Bird's fans. We are um, big Aces. I mean, Jules. I, I have, Jules, like, I you guys are forget, forgetting the big one. Sandy Koufax. Sandy Koufax, yeah. No, I know. Before are you my talking time, about our favorite or the best? Yeah, just your top three. Not, I would say just your top three. Your, t- your top three yeah. favorite Jewish athletes. I have always liked Ryan Braun. I don't know why. Didn't he get in trouble for – Yeah, still up yeah no, he – Well, no, it was like a messed up drug ta- – like, He got lucky. Pretty much he got lucky. But I'm going Amari, Shaw, Sean Green, and – I need Julian Edelman to pull. Like, I have to start Julian Edelman in my fantasy league now, and it's I just need him to pull through. So, good juju. I'm going to go Julian Edelman. Well, you're relying on Stidham Stiffy, so I don't know if that's going to help you. Tell me Julian that. Edelman has, like, two catches. That, that should tell you the state of my fantasy football right now. <laughs> I thought there were better Jews, honestly. I'm going through this bleach. Really? You place. actually thought that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I thought I had gone through it. So, my top three, I guess – uh, Stoudemire, Braun, and Sandy Koufax. It's kind of uh, lame, but no hockey players involved. I'm pretty upset about that. I guess that we should have had. We had I didn't a, even uh, know hockey players. I didn't even know Jewish kids played hockey at any level, let alone like the <laughs> NHL. Yeah, there's it's it's a it's a rare a rare squad. Yeah, they just they just hide us from the ice when we're born, and they just keep <laughs> us the ice. Uh, we don't uh, uh, we don't really talk hockey on our pod because Jack and I don't really know. We created a segment. But we did create a segment because we have a who I wonder if he could he could uh, skate with the best of you guys. Uh, we have the 16 year old producer from Canada, uh, um, Andrew Eagleson, which he could have made it tonight, but he's got a big bio test on Thursday. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we, might, we were recording tomorrow night. We might have to give him the night off. But yeah, he's a big. We gave him this uh, segment called what? Oh, what the puck? So he had a minute every week to fill us in on the latest NHL news. Oh, that's but, cool. But when I say he had a minute, I mean, like, we shut his microphone off after. <laughs> like, and played the whole hockey goal sound, everything. So we made so, it a real thing. I like, how you guys are, I like how you guys are turning younger, too. You saw, like, Portnoy turning into, like, the TikTok podcast. You guys getting the 14-year-old producer. I see what you guys are doing. Funny, we come from 14-year-old boys. That's always been our target <laughs> demo. We, uh, but, no, the thing with Eagleson is we had this episode where we did a live recording and, like, Kids were, like, in our Zoom and everything, and we could let them in to ask a question. Actually, the first guy that came in was, like, this 35-year-old in his, in his office at work who, like, wouldn't show his face, and he was asking us if we – what was it about Steve Kerr and Mark Jackson? Who deserved more yeah. credit? That was mad weird. But um, <laughs> this kid, Eagleson, Andrew Eagleson, comes in wearing a Dolphins jersey, asks, like, a 
he's one of the few that actually shows his face. So we're like, all right, he's normal-ish. Um, ask us a question. And then he reached out to you, Jack, after. Yeah, yeah. He reached out to Jack and was like, if you guys ever need help with the podcast, I'd love to. We're like, you seemed like competent for a minute. So <laughs> we gave him a shot. It's rare. It's rarer than you would imagine. We gave him a shot. I mean, Abe says he's, that's just like the worst choice. Like if you're from Canada, you don't have a football team. Why would you choose the Dolphins? He's 16. They've literally never won a playoff game in his life. Like, well, he's looking. He's, he's smart. I see it. Maybe he's bad. Now he's like our technic, I would say our third co-host and he mails me and Jack Canadian maple syrup because apparently it's a lot better there. Jack just got a huge jug of it today. Yeah. Is it really oh. unbelievable? It, it's I don't know like my oatmeal has gone from like a six out of ten to a legit ten. I don't know if that was the missing ingredient, but if I I haven't eaten oatmeal because I left my syrup in Baltimore and I'm now down in Florida. I made him ship me some because I, I, I won't. With that. I've never heard of someone put maple syrup in oatmeal. Oh, he taught me it. That's yeah. a thing for sure. I, I did not know that. Eagles and locks if you're not Jewish. <laughs> Jack, where in Florida are you right now? I'm in West Palm Beach. Oh, bro, you're like t- 20 minutes away from me. Where are you? I'm in I'm in Fort Lauderdale right now, but I'm usually in Coral Springs. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, right. no, we could have, we could have, no I'm, just, I'm just kidding. We could have done it in person. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. All right, boys, so I don't really know much about this shit, um, so I'm going to let Maxi, because he loves it, chime in on a little bit too. But can you guys explain why sports cards are so valuable? I mean, I don't understand why people spend so much money on it. I know it's it's been booming lately. I see Adam Lefko all the time post shit, which is pretty sick. Um, so let's dive into that a little bit. Jack's getting all hot and bothered right now to talk nah, about this. Well, Lefko got his own personal card today, which was actually I saw that. Tops. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, so Tops is like activating around um, the moment called Tops Now, which is pretty cool. And I guess they made one for him. Their biggest Tops Now success was they made a card like on the spot of Fauci's first pitch, which was pretty cool, and that actually gained some value. Um, but the value behind cards, a lot of different things. Um, why would, so like anything in life, like any market, you know, something's worth is just determined based off other people essentially saying it has worth. It's the same reason why I look at a million dollar painting and I'm like, why would anyone buy that? You know what I mean? So the same thing for cards. Now, how do specific cards have values? Well, the rarity of them, the condition they're in, the player, you know, if it's a rookie card, that's the most valuable because you got it the earliest before it was mass produced. But like I was saying, it really just comes down to what you perceive as the worth. Uh, I got into cards a ton at the beginning of COVID. So in March, they call it the hobby. So it's like a hobby and people just love it. And it's a really friendly community, which I think really drives it. And if, if you don't get it, that's fine. Like a lot of people don't get it. But when I see like a sick Lamar Jackson card and I'm a huge Ravens fan, I'm like, that's really awesome. Like I, I want to own that card. Also knowing that it ho- holds monetary value. Um, so I think that absolutely plays a part in it, but behind the actual holding value, it's all, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Jack got me into into cards in the beginning of more so because he was just like shoving it down my throat <laughs> and like like wanted to turn our podcast into a sports card podcast. But Pretty to much. me, I th- I think the most interesting part about sports cards is kind of like what Jack and I and you guys do on your podcast. Like, listen, we live in a world like all these people on TV, like they don't give actual analysis. It's just takes clickbait takes. So it's like if you have a take about a player, 
or you have a take about a team, put your money where your mouth is and buy a card. Because if you truly believe that take, then they're going to do well and that car is going to increase in value. And it's like any stock with a company. If you believe in a company, their stock goes up, you profit. It's like that. So I think in that sense, especially in the day and age what we're in, where everyone, everyone has a take. Everyone has something to say, whether they mean it or not. And sports cards is a way to prove it. I, I think like a big part of that is two things that I learned. One is like the market isn't fully there yet. So you have a situation where like Abe might say, okay, Justin Herbert, right? But Justin Herbert's card isn't maybe reflecting the actual betting odds. And betting odds are like the truest form of tracking a market. The liquidity is not there. So like if I think, you know, Calvin Ridley's going to go off, it's not like there's a absolute, you know, <laughs> stock market where it's like I'm going to buy his cards for 10 bucks. And, and then he has six touchdowns in the first four weeks, so I sell him for 20. Like, my bet was right, but the market's not fully there to account for those things. Then there's fees, then there's the actual moving and shipping of it, packing of it. So it's not, like, perfect yet to where you actually can make that bet, like the betting market where it's very transactional. But I think the positive to what Abe was saying is, like, we could come on this pod and, and say – you know, uh, Joe Burrow is, is, or last year was like, Kyler was my pick for rookie of the year and Abe's was Josh Jacobs. Okay. I can bet Kyler at plus 120, a hundred bucks. I win 120 bucks. He won. Abe made a really good prediction on Josh Jacobs, right? Like he predicted Josh Jacobs was going to be awesome. He barely, narrowly misses because it's a media award and he's actually left with nothing. Whereas Josh Jacobs' value actually went up in theory. He got better as a player and the public perceives that. So it's a, it's a less, it's a better way to be betting on some player like a stock than just making an actual prop bet on them or a season long wager. It's also cool to see how so much irrelevant shit affects the value of a card. Like I own a Ben, I own a Ben Simmons card and like one Twitter video can come out of him hitting five baseline threes in a row that was cut up, even though it might've taken 250 tries. <laughs> but once that video goes up, people get hype about Ben Simmons around this upcoming season and they go to buy his card. So the more people that are involved in it and the more, I don't even know when, when do you think it'll be regulated, Jack, like as an actual full market? I don't know if the market will ever be regulated, but I think what we're starting to see is some stabilization. So a, a video of Ben shooting now, like pre pre uh, bubble starting, that would move his cart 10, right. 20%. Now, like the, the market kind of was here. It went all the way up and now it's kind of settled somewhere in the middle. And now I think it's going to be somewhat of a true, truer market um, where those things won't affect it as they shouldn't. Like Mitchell Robinson dribbling between his legs should not, you know, 2x his card value. But uh, I don't know if they'll ever regulate the card market, which I think makes it fun in a way. Like, I mean, you see Gary V, he's pushing his cards. He actually stopped pushing his own cards because he kind of saw like how he could take advantage of it. And he knows he's going to make money off of cards as a concept more than just pushing his own stuff the reason why i actually got into sports cards is i love fantasy football mm -hmm. and i kind of looked at it like you said a little bit like stocks but also like like betting too like like as if it's like dynasty fantasy football and the more i started to collect like the more interesting it got to me because for me i was super high on tyler hero so mm -hmm. I'm looking at all these prices. Zion Williamson's going for over $100. Tyler Hero's going for 20 I gobbled up a ton of Tyler Hero cards. 
he goes off in the playoffs. Now, I, now all of a sudden I make 10 X on that one card. Exactly. So it's kind of like yeah. finding that one guy that, that you think's just a little bit below the market. Wait, wait a few weeks. Wait and when I talked to Lefko, I talked to him through a fantasy lens and he was like, we always do fantasy football on this show, but I really like the idea of cards. And he's like, the problem is, you know, you're usually in a fantasy league with your friends and trying to make a trade in fantasy is the most pain. I hate fantasy football just because the leagues I'm in. Someone in my dynasty league just offered Nikhil Harry and a third round pick for James Robinson. James Robinson is the second overall running back. Nikhil Harry doesn't get any targets. So it's like you see the scale of how hard it is. So if you do believe in Justin Herbert or you do believe like you can't. You're, no one's going to trade you those players. So this is the best way to go and get those players without betting on it, let's say, in a Vegas market, which is going to be as sharp as it comes. And then you got to take into single-game matchups. And like we are saying, it's more of a long-term thing, but it absolutely increases the interest in the game and specifically in, the, in a player. Completely agree. We like to do a segment on this podcast, I'm sure you guys know it, called the Matza Ball Minute. We like to do it to wrap things up. It's going to be cool with both of you guys doing it, get your guys' reactions. So we'll start you off with this one. Who do you guys believe is a better athlete out of the two of you guys? Back. <laughs> That's that quick. I love it. So for the Snapback Pod, your guys' dream guest, who would it be down the road? So before we answer that, let's just get we both know both of our answers. We've had three Eagles Four now with the three, three with Hakeem or four with Hakeem? Hakeem, Lane, Boston, Boston Scott. That's it. Okay. So we've had three Eagles. And we've also had like four Steelers between now Dobbs, James Washington, Snell, and Ike Taylor. We've had zero Ravens on the podcast. I've never actually talked to a Ravens <laughs> fly. Um, but the whole reason, the whole success of the page is behind Lamar Jackson. Would he give the best interview? Probably not. He's not an incredible interviewer. Uh, our boy Shyman did Boardroom University with CB3, and CB3 has been my favorite player since uh, Wake Forest. So I would actually say Chris Paul, but contingent on that, like he's actually a Nick. So I would probably say LeBron, just because I'm one of those guys. Just to put it out, we all, we all know what one of those guys means, but maybe not even for the quality of the interview. For quality interview purposes, dude, I love Charles Barkley. I love that guy. Like great. I think we could have a blast with him. That'd be great. He's awesome. I yeah, like who it. I think would be a really good guess if we're talking about the Ravens, Mark Ingram. I was just gonna say. Yeah. So we're trying to. So I, to say that we're close to getting Ingram would be a lie, but if I really wanted Mark Ingram to come on the pod, we probably could. So our camp buddy, um, he represents Ingram, and Ingram just started his own podcast. So right. when, the reason he went on PMT was because he was trying to get publicity for that, and I'm actually working on getting Ingram the new PS5 because all the pre-orders are sold out. So I, I got invited if we if Ingram actually wants the PS5 and we get it for him, he was like, you can come over, you can shoot some content with Ingram. So we could get Ingram. Yeah, he's great. He's hilarious. The the crazy part is he's kind of, I mean, he's injured and people want him to like kind of be done because he's a little older and we got Dobbins and Gus, but uh, Ingram, big trust. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. yeah, Lamar would Lamar would be the guy that like it's it's the reason Snapback was successful. 
Um, so if you gave me the to... opportunity to interview Carson Wentz, I'd probably legitimately say no, thank you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say about LeBron. Like, you're not gonna have. We would try, but like, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to get a word out. No, definitely. Right. Not. Mm-hmm. When we talked to CJ McCollum, it was like there is a different level where it's like these guys aren't interested in what you're doing. They're not going to give you like the full interview experience you're looking for. So LeBron, yeah, Abe wouldn't be able to handle LeBron James interview. I can't believe you guys haven't brought up Ennis Cantor yet. He was amazing on your guys. He was amazing. Ennis Ennis was great. I just hate the Celtics. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, Joey Chestnut was one of my favorite too. That was a good one too. Yeah. He was one of my favorite. How many mini hot dogs do you guys think you could put down? Like Thanksgiving's uh, coming up. Abe, we had this discussion. Abe thinks he can eat. Six. So it started. It, it started. Seven. It started as the the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. The girl, the woman that came in last place, she ate seven. No, no, no. yeah, no she second ate, place. I I think. I think whatever. I think she got seven? last. Yeah. Seven seven hot dogs in ten minutes, fellas. Come on. I've done I'm looking, I've done more than that. I'm looking at a bunch of beasts right here. Seven hot dogs and like no, not mini hot dogs, real hot dogs. No, real hot dogs. I'm telling you, Jack, it's I not that hard. It's not, it's not I, that I, hard. I I did a hot dog eating competition. You guys are both skinny guys though. I don't know if you Um I put down a, I put down eleven, but it wasn't timed. It was forty four people. First to finish uh forty hot dogs. We lost, but I put down eleven. I did how my ma- part. How long do you estimate it took? Because I think time is, I'm not saying stomach-wise, I really think time, there's so much technique in the time that, like, Abe's just not a glizzy gobbler like that. <laughs> you don't understand. I can channel, like, there's my inner thick, like, growing up fat. <laughs> it's still in me. I can channel that whenever I want. But you didn't have speed with the inner thick. That's the problem. I know wow. you could I know you could do quantity. I think it's all about, you guys are thinking it's all about time, speed. I think it's all about your form. It's all about form when it comes to eating. I agree. Why don't you show us? I think, I think it's, (laughs) I I really, I really do think it's speed because towards the end, like you, you don't want your body to think you're full and you just want to put down as much. I think yeah, we he, had this conversation, like, well, we and Jack were together for Jack's birthday, and we were eating hot dogs at, like, 1 in the morning or something. And Jack was just, like, watching me eat it, and it was like, see, you could not do seven of those in ten minutes. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm eating it casually. Like, I, I really think I could. Well, he's going to give the eye of the Jew. He's going to be Fink from Beer Fest. There, <laughs> that, that movie is great. I'm going to I'm gonna stick with food here, boys. Best Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> Where are you getting it? Uh, D'Alessandro's. Not yeah. not in Center City. Um, you see Portnoy doing the little tour right now, but I would say Delosandros. The Genos and Pats are the are the touristy areas, but they're they're a load of shit. Gotcha. I'll go Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Wawa's not bad. Yeah, Wawa's good. Wawa's good shit. Wawa's good. But uh, um, what's the one in New York? Um, Eleven. Shorties, Shorties, Shorties actually makes a really good. Yeah, let, let me fill you on. Let me fill you out. On, in on a secret. Yeah. Philly cheesesteaks are. You can get a good cheesesteak anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> you know what? Camp Green Lane actually made half decent <laughs> cheesesteaks if they would even serve you the cheese. Hey, but what you can't get is a good bagel anywhere. So, so what's your guys' That's bagel? also not true. <laughs> no, that is true. That is true. True. That is 1,000%. That's written in stone, written in the Torah. True. Listen, so I'm not, an, I'm not a New York guy by any stretch of the imagination, but. A Philly guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you gave me, like, people always say bagels and, and pizza. That's what New York does. I see a bigger discrepancy between New York pizza and 
pizza elsewhere than I do between New York bagels yeah, and bagels elsewhere. So that's the one thing I learned by going to school in Austin. So, Abe, when you went to Penn State and you're in Jersey, like, New York has the best, but it kind of sprouts off. Like, you can still get a Brooklyn bagel in yeah. Like, they actually ship the water, which is psychotic. You can, get it in, you can get it in Florida. It's called Brooklyn water bagels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when I was in Austin, you could not find a good bagel, and I think that's where my appreciation for you really, like, they are the best. Pizza, though, like, New York has the best, but, like, you can get a great pizza at a lot yeah. of places across. You can get a great bagel anywhere. You guys are But not the same, but not the same. What do you you mean, don't need a bagel in Austin, though, when you got Taco Dube. Exactly. That place is the bomb. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of Austin, so I'll never give Jack credit for like literally anything he does. But when I visited Texas for a weekend, I left that place just like absolutely destroyed at what I ate all weekend. Hands down, the best food I've ever had in a 72 hour period was in Austin, Texas. And it was like multiple spots for your heading. If I could redo life, I would have been smarter and I would have gone there for sure. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta get some barbecue down in Texas. The best barbecue I've had was in Nashville. Black's barbecue. Terry's, Terry Black's. Yeah, is that it, Jack? Yeah, yeah Terry Black's. Yeah, so, so good. Book it. So um, boys, prediction for this year's Super Bowl. I kind of want to do something different. I kind of want everybody to give who they think's gonna win the Super Bowl, and then we'll look back at it and see. It's pretty easy you for me. You boys, yeah, you boys start, and then um, we'll give you ours. It's pretty easy for me. I got this kind of thing going on. I guess you can call it a shtick since we're on a Jewish podcast. Um, I got this shtick going on our podcast. So I think the Chiefs are straight up the best team ever. Like, I don't think anyone even – it's the Chiefs and then everybody else. So it's the Chiefs for me. I think it's hopeful, but I think we can put it together. Only because I saw a graphic that pretty much said Lamar's been – better through six games than he was last year um but the one thing i will note about the ravens is like you've seen the scoring this year from all the teams in the league like overs were hitting at an insane rate and you can kind of just tell like the chiefs don't have the best defense in the league the bucks have a good defense and that's a huge part as to why they're a really good team the seahawks like abe and i agree they're not going to go anywhere because they can't stop anyone Tennessee can't stop anyone. Even a team like Pittsburgh, who we talked about, is like one of the best pass rushing teams and a great defense. They haven't been able to stop anyone. And I think the Ravens just like sneakily have one of, if not literally the best defenses in the league. We keep adding defensive pieces. Patrick Queen is only going to get better as the season goes on. And then like our offense is struggling and we're scoring 30 points per game. The question marks about Lamar are absolutely there. Can he win a playoff game? But, like, I am actually very curious as to what it changes to if he does win that playoff game. If he does win the first playoff game, I think it'll turn to he can't beat Mahomes. He's 0-3 against Mahomes. Um, unfairly, he's 0-3. There's, there's, stages, there's stages of narratives. It's they can't win a playoff yeah. game. They can't win the big one. They can't get to the Super Bowl. They can't win. Exactly. There's stages exactly. of narrative. And I think what's exciting about the Lamar thing is, like, to me, there's two stages. It's he can't win a playoff game. So if hypothetically the Ravens finish one or two, they should have an easier game. If they can take care of business and win that, that's going to take a lot of pressure off. And all you're going to look at is can they beat the Chiefs? And I think we figured out that you can't blitz the Chiefs. I mean, Mahomes in that offense will torch you. The Ravens can cover, though, and adding Yannick, they can probably get to the passer, too. So if they get through the Chiefs, 
I've always said that the Bucks are the team. I mean, I said it before the season. Like, you're giving Tom Brady weapons. He's had it twice in his career. Randy Moss, they go undefeated, and they, they set the record. And then Gronk, and they, he makes him the best tight end ever. So, you can Godwin, Evans, Gronk actually started to look healthy. Fournette, Rojo, like, the team, Scotty Miller, like, he's still making random-ass dudes be good. So, I think the Bucks are the best team in the NFC. Ravens beating the Bucks in Tampa would be a lot, but – uh, I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you mentioned like four teams there. I was like, fuck, man. No, but, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But yeah, we're good. so we're going with the Ravens. Um, yeah, you you took mine. I'm going with the Bucks. Um, I think they're gonna be phenomenal. I mean, they are phenomenal. I think they're gonna continue to be phenomenal. Antonio Brown hopefully helps. Who knows? Maybe he's gonna be a distraction. I don't know. Um, if they don't win, I do like the Pittsburgh Steelers a lot this year. I think they can make a splash. Big Ben coming back first year off injury. Who knows? Speaking Johnny, of narr- speaking of narratives, AB versus Pittsburgh in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, could you imagine? That would be <laughs> something. Let's let it be one game in, and then we'll talk. Right. I love the Ravens, <clears throat> but <sighs> but I'm going with Raji. I'm going with Hengel McCringleberry. Three bucks wow. out of the <laughs> NFC. I don't think the Seahawks are going to come out out of the NFC simply because they have zero pass rush and basically no defense. So when they run in, they, they can't beat, they can't beat the Buccaneers. And I don't think they can beat the Packers. And I know the Buccaneers blew the Packers out of the water when they played, but I mean, it's tough for me to say because I'm a Jet fan, but I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember the Patriots blew out the Jets and then they met in the, uh, they met in the playoffs in Foxborough and the Jets won. So that's my prediction. I think the Packers are going to go on to the Super Bowl. I, I, the Ravens. I, too, know a thing about the Patriots losing in the playoffs as an Eagles fan. No, the Ravens definitely got the best of the Patriots in the playoffs. They're really not that good in the, in the playoffs. It's all just uh, propaganda. But the thing with the Packers, someone pointed out, and I kind of agree with, Packers are really good at finesse games. And when things are going well, things are going well, kind of like the Ravens. But when they play a team that's, like, going to get physical with them, they collapse. And they don't just collapse. They get blown out. Like, Sam Fran tortured them last year. Um, Rodgers is, like, I think that's always what – he was clutch. But to me, he's, like, mentally weak. When you don't even like your brother and your family oh hates God. you, like, there's something more there. And you kind of see he turns into a baby, tries to get the coach fired. They were, like, 13-3 and last year. And there were question marks, like, did he like LaFleur? Well, Which is, like – how about how, what, what, like, those draft picks didn't make any sense. They used their two first draft picks on a backup quarterback that they traded up for mm. and, a, and a backup running back, both of which yeah, aren't going to help them yeah. in the NFC Championship. I just really – I think they're going to beat the Buccaneers if they face in the playoffs, and I don't see any other NFC team beating them. I'm going to say mine. Let Russ cook, Seattle Seahawks. Wow. He's my, wow. Fancy, he's my fancy quarterback. But uh, I think that does wrap it up for the Massable 45-minute. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we got one more question for you guys. I know we're uh, running short on time here. You guys are on the You're good. We got one last question for you guys. I'll let you uh, answer individually. Uh, kind of a deeper question. I know you guys will both uh, have some pretty deep answers for this. But if you can go back and talk to the 15-year-old version of yourself, what kind of advice would you give him? Jesus, that is deep. <laughs> I can go be, uh, stay away from the hot dogs from what I'm hearing. <laughs> nah, because I figured that that out. Um, you know what? I think it would be you know this whole. So I was 15 years old. I love sports, right? I probably would have said stop liking sports because it, it, there's nothing good about sports. It just brings you misery. It loses you money. 
rarely ever do you feel accomplished. Like my team won the Super Bowl. That was three years ago. And now I'm in the pits of hell again. So get off this whole sports thing. Dude, that's a crazy take. Um, I think it's more so get off. Just don't have a favorite team or like, or be a bandwagoner. Like people like to make fun of you, but then when your team, like Abe's new thing, he actually figured it out was now he just latches on to like the players most likely to win. Like he claims he's like a huge Chiefs and Mahomes guy and like yeah. he's been riding. I've been, exactly. a, I've been a Chiefs guy before. He's been riding, like, LeBron's coattails. And, like, he's starting to pick his battles to, like, things that are highly likely. Like, he's rooting against Kershaw just because he has a propensity to choke. And, like, I like the I like the underdog story. And, like, Come on, like that's... Kershaw's coming of age. Oh, and, like, um, But my advice at 15 would be to just, like, go do shit. Like, Nike, just do it. I think is actually, like, a crazy saying because there's so many – things you learn from just like failing and at the end of the day no one cares um like what you do or about you we spend so much time like thinking that people care and like are looking at us and like all of this shit like literally everyone just cares about themselves if you find someone who cares about like their family that's like a really good person and they will a lot of people will and then like their best friends but outside of like your close friends like no one cares about their their next set of friends. Like, even your best college friends, it's like, how many of them do you even keep in touch with? And that's just all because most people just care a lot about themselves and their inner circles, which is what you should care about. You can only have so many friends, right? You say you rather have, like, four quarters than 100 pennies. Um, so with, like, that mantra of, like, everyone just cares about themselves, just go, like, do everything you can. That's, like, how Snapback started was, like, we had never done a podcast. We either have a podcast where we talk to CJ McCollum or, you know, it was a failure and no one cares because no one cares about your thing. The only people who will actually like follow up and like root on your failures is like me when LeBron loses a title. Like you, you have to be like the height of the world for people to like pick on you when you fail. So knowing that like no one really cares about you in like a really uplifting way, I would say just go <laughs> yeah. out and, and like do everything. Because that's that's the world we live in, which is fun. Like you don't have to work your nine to five job anymore. You can do whatever the fuck you want, which is great. Beautifully said, guys. I knew you guys would. Uh, you guys are funny dudes, but I know you're uh, down to earth guys, good Jewish boys. Um, but we want to thank you guys so much. This was awesome. We waited to do this for a long time. Happy to finally get you guys on. Appreciate fun, it. All right, we need we need. Uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about Desmond Patton. He's a Practice squad wide receiver for the Colts. And if you don't know anything, it's probably better. We know guys that you... I've heard of that name. He played, he played in Washington yeah. State with Garner Minshew. We're talking to yeah. him in five minutes. Five minutes. I text so, Jack. I go, you like, did no prep. You can't find no this guy. Prep. You can't find him on Google. So can you guys give us like some random questions? Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait if you played or... with, uh, uh, Gardner Minshew, you gotta, but that's you gotta the thing. We don't want to be like, right. Tell right. us about Minshew's. So think of like something crazy. Um, Ask them like funny locker room stories or like yeah, parties, bars, like like probably <laughs> probably the move. Yeah, you guys will figure it out. You guys know oh, figure it out. You know what I actually am curious about? Yeah. <laughs> no, the face Abe gave to me made me crack up. <laughs> um, the thing with Tyrod Taylor, where the guy punctured his lung. Mm. I'm oh. curious to see if he ever got like a cortisone shot, something like that, and if they give them a heads up beforehand to let them know, hey, there's like a 5% chance. I that heard that was the case with Tyrod, that he actually was warned, like, this may 
do something, and he's just like, go for it. But that's a good question. Because the agent said he loves golf, and he's a gamer. So I've been on the range, and we all play video games. So I think we'll be all right. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. All right, fellas. Thanks, hey, nice to meet you guys. Seriously, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have to get you guys on soon. Take it easy, guys. Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Jack and Abe. We're so happy we got to have them on. Talk a little bit about the Snapback, uh, snapback Sports Pod and just about how they got started and everything like that. You know what, Johnny? I actually, like, throughout the whole conversation, because, like, I feel like it's talking to, like, the boys with talking to them. I didn't really get to feel like or get to know, like, how you actually met them. I actually never met Jack in person. When we started this podcast, I called Jack to, like, hear about how he started his like how you kind of do a podcast and then abe actually was good friends with you know one of my best camp friends josh herman in college and i went to visit josh and i ended up like sleeping in a bed with abe like randomly one night like not not like drunk like we fell asleep together it was kind of like we both don't have a bed yeah we'll just, we'll just share this one but like i don't know we just like i visited penn state a bunch so i just like got to hang out with abe a lot and he's a cool dude so uh that's not the first person. I feel like every other episode now I hear something with you sleeping in somebody's bed. Remember at the party you woke up and oh, I'm in the same bed as the guy. That- it's funny you say that. My 18th birthday, I woke up naked in bed next to my friend Jake Woman. Don't know how I oh, got there. Goodness. <laughs> You're absolutely ridiculous. But it was a great interview. I mean, like I said previous, it, it was literally like talking to some of the boys, you know, and they're they're very they're very uh, intellectual, and they know their sports. Like I feel like if you listen to their if you really listen to their podcast, they, they talk about sports in a very like different way than a lot of other podcasts do. They make it very relatable, which is why I think a lot of people like it. For a minute, when they were talking about sports cards, I kind of felt like we were on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? No, no, no. There's no we just let them go. Just let them go, yeah. Well, there was definitely certain times throughout the interview where it was like, wait a second, are we are we interviewing? Are we? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're just, I'm just listening. <laughs> exactly. But um, I do want to give one shout out to my boy, Justin Boffshever. Um, we posted a pretty sick graphic that he made, which was absolutely unreal. He's got an Instagram account called Boff. Boff's made it. Um, the kid does some pretty sick stuff. You pay the kid, he'll basically make whatever graphic you want. He makes videos. It's pretty sick. We're going to get him to do some more stuff in the future too, because um, I mean, the graphic came out phenomenal. You thought you liked yeah. it, right? I got a lot of cool texts about that. Actually. A lot of people were like, this is fucking sick. Like you guys should use this, blah, blah, blah. Like it was, it was really cool. So shout out to, to Justin. That was awesome. Um, besides that, uh, I'm gonna talk about dude robe a little bit or what? You got it, bro. Take your take your your uh, take your dude robe ad read here. Yeah, you want me to lose my dude robe dude robe ad read, Virginity? Well, yeah, let's hear it. You know, you know, yeah, Johnny's been hyping up his dude robe. I gotta get mine in there a little bit. I wear mine every goddamn Sunday. You guys need to get yours, get them soon too, because you know who knows if COVID comes back. COVID comes back, I guarantee you, you guys are gonna want to be wearing your dude robes. <laughs> now, I hope it doesn't come back. But if you want one, use code LOCKA for 20% off. That's L-A-T-K-E for 20% off. Get your dude ropes before they run out. All right. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Have a good week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Later.